welcome back to Slightly Opinionated. This is episode five. Um, here with Frank and Jerry, per usual. Um, before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give a little shout out to our uh, Twitter giveaway. We're giving away a copy of Madden or 2K, just depending on whichever you would choose. So you can go enter that on our Twitter at uh, at so underscore pod. Um, today we got a special guest, uh, JJ Green, local high school legend in Camden County. Uh, went to UGA, transferred to Georgia Tech. And I know, I know, at least, I know, I think it was Jerry had a couple questions for him about high school. I'll let Jerry start off with that. Oh, yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I wanted to, uh, inquire about experience with, you know, Coach Hemp Brown. You know, he's pretty much a legend in our area for, you know, raising up ballers through, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school. Like, how did that, how did he impact their life, you know, getting to where you are? Man, first and foremost, what's up, guys? That's first thing. But yes, Hemp, sir. man, he just, I guess he's seen the talent early, pretty much. I didn't know I had talent, but They've been doing it for a long time, so he pretty much took me underneath his wing. Once I turned about eight, my first year playing, they was like, oh, we got an actual ball player on the team. So the second year, he actually took me underneath his wing and wanted me to run track. So I didn't even run track my first year. First two years playing football, I was playing baseball. But once I started running track with him, that's when I started realizing football is pretty easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's one way to put it. And I think, uh, what was it? An- another thing I was going to ask, you know, uh, everybody, like, knew about you. I remember, like, all the hype as, you know, because I-, I was, like, in elementary school, man. So, like, elementary yeah. school going to middle school. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a five-age difference between us and him. Yeah. So, when he was a senior, we would have been, what, eighth grade? Eighth yeah. grade, yeah. <laughs> I remember going to games and watching him tear it up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like a celebrity at that point. Oh, yeah. Because at the time, my mom at work that came to middle school, and, you know, she would often talk about JJ and stuff. I was like, man, what? Because, like, you know, me, I'm from Folkestone, Georgia. So, yeah. Uh, there, there was big time balls in Folkestone, you know, there was a rivalry there. And, you know, I, I wasn't really receptive to, to, like, you know, all the Camden players and stuff like that. Because, you know, I'm from Folkestone. And then, <laughs> then wouldn't call it too much of a rivalry. We ain't call it that once we got to high school. It yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. for sure. When Mac took Camden off the schedule, <laughs> Folkson took for real. Talking County took Camden off the schedule, and I think two thousand started two thousand eight. Yeah, man, it, it went downhill from there for us. We ain't win another thing after like oh <laughs> six. But uh, yeah, I remember you like you know coming in as a as a freshman like starting immediately. And it it was wild, bro. So like, you know, how how was that playing as a freshman? Man, I started. I'll say before my freshman year, I was doing blue dime drills with the high school team. So I was in eighth grade doing drills with the high schoolers. Just I was just hungry, just wanted to play. Really, I want. I didn't want to ride the bench. I'll be honest. That sitting on the sideline my ninth grade year, I was like, yeah, right. I got too much talent. Knowing that, just to sit the sideline, and no, it or not, Coach Han was like, ain't no way a freshman going to play for me. That's how I was getting the vibe. It was like, 
no, nah, freshman ain't touching the field. So it was a bunch of loops I had to go through and go over, and I had to really earn my stripes at defensive camp. I remember the first night, the first two nights, all I could remember is just if they catch the ball, I was smacking them, and that's how I earned my position. Dang. Somebody got ran over. I ain't gonna say no names, but they lost a lot of confidence. <laughs> so the competition was pretty much over once they got ran over. Hey, you can name so. drop all you want, man. <laughs> For real, man. Name drop all you I, want. I, I'm just saying from the embarrassment because they know what happened. Everybody that was in D camp know who got ran over <laughs> against Hiram, Georgia. So we'll never forget that. That's how I earned my spot my freshman year. Dang, man. It was the competition. Then once Buddy got ran over, he actually moved away from Camden. Like <laughs> what? To, yeah, like he moved to Connecticut. This is no lie. This is no lie. Like the way for me to even start, bro, it was just a, a blessing from from the Lord for real. Because I had like three or four guys in front of me, and three of them ended up moving. One moved to California, one moved to Tennessee, and one moved to Connecticut. And it was Murphy who was the other starting corner. Steve. Yeah, Murph. Yeah. Yeah. So Murph was the other starting corner. So three guys moved within one school term, one semester, and the spot was open, so I, I took advantage of it. Wow. It worked out. Yeah. So, you graduated in 2012, right? Yeah, December 2012, I graduated, but I'm class of 2013. Okay. Okay. So, you were a, what, a sophomore or a junior when you played in the uh, Kirk Herb Street Classic? The Kirk Herb Street Classic was my junior year. Okay, how was that? Traveling up to Ohio, <laughs> playing. It's the worst experience you can get going to a football game and the worst experience you can get coming back, I'll say, traveling-wise on the bus. We went through. Oh, went y'all drove? Y'all didn't on... fly? Nah, we didn't fly, man. Camden wasn't dropping that much. Money. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> we got on the bus. They Sex. wasn't doing that. Bro. They would have flew the wrestlers in a heartbeat. Yeah, they weren't doing that. It was just wild how they were doing things man i mean we rode the bus for 13 hours there and as soon as the game was over we took a shower and rode 13 hours back we didn't even stay we had to go to school we had to go to school the next day but coach aaron made a thing where all right you guys y'all don't have to come to first block weight training but i gotta come to school (laughs) (laughs) so that experience though, man, it was it was it was pretty straight though. Playing in Ohio State Stadium, getting to see all the little legacies they got around there, and just getting the vibe. I mean, it was early, it was late August, early September, which is still summertime down here. But up there, it's like 60, 50 degrees. It was Mm-mm. it was really Mm-mm. terrible experience. I caught a cramp in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So, uh, kind of moving on. Past high school a little bit. What uh, what was your overall recruiting experience like? I mean, you know, not everybody gets to experience something like that. <laughs> everybody, everybody coming after you like that. Yeah, my recruiting experience, man, it was just like shit. Find a school, get in, get out. Because I didn't want to go through the process of having people just lie to me all the time and talk about this, that, and the third. But Georgia was my second offer. I got offered by Duke first, and then I got Georgia. I got Georgia early in the afternoon, and then Mississippi State offered me later that offer afternoon. Once they found out Georgia gave me an offer, Ole Miss offered later that week. So it was just like all my so, offers just started. So I hear, in. I hear Dan Mullen was copying some Kirby. Mullen, <laughs> Kirby was at Alabama at this point, but Dan Mullen was at Florida. 
Yeah. That's right. right. Copy right. some Georgia. Yeah, I misspoke. Yeah. It's my fault. <laughs> yeah. Georgia, man. They was all right. The coach, I mean, the coaches are straight for the most part. It's just the lifestyle at UGA. Everybody falls in love with. You really have fun. <laughs> you, you were really under different. you were under Pruitt defensively there, weren't you? Yeah. Jeremy. Jeremy's an okay guy. He's a he's a D head, I mean, on the field, like <laughs> you wanna fight his ass, but off the field, he's a great guy. He teach you a lot of life lessons, just like Coach Johnson. Yeah. Paul Johnson's cool. another one where you be like, damn, like if I seen you in the streets, we'll have to fight. <laughs> but <laughs> as as like looking back on it, you be like, dang, I really appreciate the stuff those guys gave did for us because it was really like they didn't give a, a flying F. Mm. <laughs> it's either win or shut you. up. Yeah. So now to touch on some, I disconnected there, but to touch on some controversy, uh, I wanted to ask you. I mean, I know how you stand on it, but I want other people to hear how you stand on it. That uh, that no catch against Colquitt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there, I don't know how I feel about that. I ain't voicing my opinion on that. I remember Coach Ann walking up to me and was like, "Did you catch it?" I looked at him like. Nigga, you think I'm gonna lie to you? Like I'm just like, you're crazy. like, yeah, I caught the ball. <laughs> like we had, we were trying to get GSSA to review it and everything, but they didn't want to do that. So it's just like, whatever. They know I caught it. You can go back and look at everybody in their stands when that play happened. Everybody on their sidelines stopped jumping. Yeah, they knew the game was over right then and there. I remember. I everybody stopped moving. Like everybody was just like. And I ended up playing ball with the tight end that was at Coquit, who I caught that ball over. And he was like, bro, you caught the ball. <laughs> so wow. There's nothing we can do about that. You caught it. But the ref, I guess they were paid off. You know, pros got Yeah, I was about to say, you're, uh, you're a loud personality on social media, and I've seen you suggesting that the refs had some stuff pockets for that game. Yeah, I mean, I on social media, I, don't, I really don't be – I really be trolling. Because I didn't get to troll the last, I say, eight years. Because, you know, as a football player, you have to walk a straight line. Exactly. You can't say what you want to say to these fans. Right. But now that I don't play ball anymore, F these fans. I tell, <laughs> tell them straight up, hey, them ball players do not want to hear y'all. I promise you, they do not want to hear that BS. Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, sideways, yeah. They real deal want to hear about that. <laughs> Just like Paul George, sorry, self tonight. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead, Frank. That um, another the targeting call against was Troy. Troy. Yeah, it was Troy. Yeah. You know, I was excited. You know, I was watching that game. I don't watch Georgia football because that's another story in its own. But <laughs> all right, all right. I had to, you know, someone from my hometown playing. I had to tune in and watch. And what was it? The third play of the game. Second. First play, J- first play, JJ touched the field. Yeah, my first play. It was the second play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> second. I mean, it got me off my couch. It got me off the couch, and then I saw the flag. Yeah, like, man, they was just, it, it was it was a BS call. I feel like because they were just harping on targeting really hard in 20, 2016. 20, yeah, twenty. Nah, that was twenty fourteen. Yeah, they I remember. Harping hard on targeting. And I was just like, wow, I really got tossed from the game. That I, know I started it was and then I saw you uh, you posted recently that picture uh, <laughs> ejected from the game, dot, 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 boredom. 
Oh yeah, one of one of them girls, man, hit me with a throwback Thursday <laughs> in the DM. <laughs> yeah, they um they did they did that to me. Yeah, we anybody that watched it knew it wasn't targeting. But what can you do? I actually watched the I watched the interview. It was the interview with you like a couple of days after that game. And one of the guys that said he mentioned that uh Pruitt wanted to give you like 50 or so defensive snaps that game and yeah just didn't end up working out because of that because of that call yeah that happened miss out on opportunities because of penalties like that i mean i've never liked targeting as a as a rule anyway and mm-hmm. when they first implemented it they didn't really know how to what, enforce it yeah they didn't know at all man it's just one of the things you just have to go through <laughs> We made yeah. it better. We made it better for the guys that are playing college football now. Though they they about to get paid. They getting all these lux, luxurious things. I mean, yeah. I wish I could yeah. go get a a chain right now. A <laughs> problem. Well, we uh, touched on a little bit of negative from Georgia. What what would you say is your uh, your most fond memory from Georgia? <laughs> if you can pick one, man, that you can talk about. Yeah, 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 Keep, yeah. It's, it's a lot of wild. Friendly. It's a lot of wild <laughs> nights. Um, man, let me see. I would have to say, um, the most fun we ever had, really, I say during the season, it would be after a twelve o'clock or a three thirty game. We really didn't enjoy nine. I mean, late night games. Most college mm-hmm. teams don't enjoy late night games because your Saturday is gone. Now you're waking up on Sunday. Depending on what team you play for, you might have to come in the weight training in the morning and practice starts on Monday. So it's really like night games is a no-go for college football players unless <laughs> you're playing for like a playoff game or something and you don't have school the next day. You feel me? Like stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, three 3.30 games is all right, but half your day is gone. Most college players love 12 o'clock games, to tell you the truth. Get it done, get it over with. Go have fun for the rest of the day. Win See, and go have fun. I've always yeah, heard most, the opposite. Most nights in Athens, you don't remember. So, man, most <laughs> nights in Athens, you're not even going to see if it's a night game because when the game is over, it's probably going to be 11 or 12. Bars yeah. close at two, so your night is over with. And now you got to wake up on Sunday and have a fun Sunday, <laughs> Sunday fun day. See, I've always heard that the noon games are harder to get up for because they're early and you're just not into it. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what we've heard. Hey, man, you can either get up early and go ahead and get it started, or you could be sitting around all day and wait till about 7 o'clock for a game. You yeah. done ate, you don't know what to eat. You got to hold off on eating. <laughs> you got to hold off on a lot of things if you're waiting all day on something. So, Yeah, I ain't never looked at it that way before. Yeah, them guys got to maintain a diet on game day and you know how that goes if you're hungry you're like damn bro i'm hungry but i got a game to play at like seven o'clock tonight yeah <laughs> now i have a question about um about one particular game i remember because uh i think florida yeah that, that was our down year we lost like eight games but four, that's not important anyways uh it's pretty important to me it's, it's not important bro but um i remember <laughs> Georgia played LSU in Baton Rouge, I think, and you made like this this big time play to seal the game. Like, how how was that playing in Baton Rouge at that time? Yeah, that was at um Athens actually. It was, oh, that was in Athens. Yeah, that was in Athens. Yeah. 
Playing against Odell and Jarvis Landry and yeah. all them guys, man, you just sit there and like, they had a squad, but to come out on top and win that game, it's just like, wow. And then they have yes. a big play in it. I wasn't expecting it, but they gave it to me. They trusted me that much to make the play. I made it, so yeah. I should have scored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was awesome, man. <laughs> but that was, was like quarterback my first. Your Mettenberger? Yeah, Mettenberger was their quarterback. That was like That's my true. first true carry, though. As a freshman, I mean, I got to carry against Clemson. I got to carry against South Carolina. But that was like my first real live action in the fourth quarter in Athens at that. So it was just like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Who was that stable running back? She had, what, Douglas, you, Todd Gurley? Marshall. Keith Marshall. Marshall. Keith Marshall. God. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't being in the locker room with Todd and taking snaps behind Todd. I mean, it was straight. He's a fun guy. Wow. He was wild back then. He probably toned down. You know, we get older. Yeah. He's cool. It was, it was great, guys, you know. I probably more of a knucklehead than they was, though. <laughs> I feel like they was – they ain't been through nothing. That's how I was feeling. I was like, ah, these niggas some squares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got the normals. Like, ah, they straight for real. Yeah. So, UGA was great. You had a great game against Kentucky. Uh, you made that play against LSU. What made you switch to Georgia Tech? Mm. Coaches, man, me getting out of shape, not taking football serious no more, but I needed a degree from somewhere, and I didn't want to be at Georgia anymore. I felt like it was time for a new scenery, and I'm glad I went to Atlanta. Not even mm-hmm. going to lie to you. Atlanta was pretty fun. <laughs> So do you think the environment of Athens, mainly, I mean, the party scene, the laid back scene compared to the uptight stigma surrounded by Georgia Tech got you more focused for football? Or do you think it was more of a government or not government politics thing with the coaches in Athens? Uh, Probably Georgia football has a lot of politics. Mm. Yeah, it. It just happens. It's been like that. Bunch, so. bunch of For squares. sure. Yeah. Bunch of squares. <laughs> Any, anywhere in the SEC, I feel like, has politics. Like, don't, SEC has money. So, yeah. But living in Atlanta, man, you grow up in, I mean, cool, Georgia Tech might have a couple rules, but you can't, you can't stop guys from living in the city, man. It's just a different environment. I probably had more – I probably had more fun in Atlanta because I actually had my own place in Atlanta. Wow. So it's like I'm living I'm living in West Midtown, Atlanta, living in this expensive behind apartment with really my own rules. So it's just like yeah. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I mean, what, Georgia Tech's probably a ten, fifteen minute walk from Buckhead. You're right literally you could throw a rock and hit 75 from the dorms. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy to me how Georgia State and Georgia Tech were able to build college campuses in the middle of such a giant city. Like, if you if there were no signs, you would just think that those were just other buildings in the city. Man. Georgia Tech, I mean – You'll, you'll go to Georgia Tech and be like, okay, I know I'm at Georgia Tech. But you'll go to Georgia State and be like, 
this Georgia State? <laughs> no, I can vouch for that. I went through Georgia State, had no idea. Literally, I, I, I went up there and saw a friend of mine, and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was walking into the CNN center. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I saying, you couldn't, you like, could, you couldn't tell me nothing. It's like, man, you just, you get there and you just like, wow. But 75 also splits the city in two. So Georgia State is on one side of the city and Georgia Tech is on one side. So it's like yeah. split yeah. down the middle, which is pretty straight for me because I used to live on the Georgia Tech side, and I never really had to cross over to Georgia State side unless I was going to, like, one of my teammates' house. Or Chipotle. They got Chipotle on that side, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, you play with, uh, at Georgia State, you play with Chris Milton, right? Yeah. Okay, got you, got you. I know uh, at the time when you were in high school, he was, a you know, also a star. Like, was there any, like, uh, you know, some type of, like, rivalry there between you guys at all? Nah, man. Chris used to tell me to come to Georgia Tech so we could wow. turn up when I was in high school. So it's like, he like, bro, just come, bro. You're going to love it. And I used to be yeah. like, man, I don't know. I don't know if that landed for me, bro. I don't know. So if I ever took the visit for real, for real, and visit Chris, I would have probably went to Georgia Tech over Georgia to play defense, honestly. Wow, that's crazy, man. Because the lifestyle in Atlanta is something like, is is different. It's, it's a different feeling when you're coming from Camden County, Georgia. Yeah, or exactly. Any other oh, I can town, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you step foot inside the city, you either gonna like the city or you're gonna hate the city. Yeah. And I was inside of liking the city because what we was doing, you know, it was like I went from hanging out in bars at UGA to having a section next to your favorite NFL player, you know, or wow. an intersection with your favorite NFL player just because of the city scene. So Right. Now I, I did see you mention on Twitter earlier uh that you wish you would have stuck with D B instead. Cause yeah, you saw bro. something about the payment. <laughs> uh somebody just got paid in the NFL or something <laughs> like that. It's a bunch of guys in the league that's in the league now that I was better than in high school. Oh I just time. picked the wrong <laughs> position. That's all. Playing DB, I would have went to the league, and that's for a fact, and that's for sure. And you would have went to Georgia Tech to play DB instead of going to Ole Miss, Georgia. probably. Oh, Ole Miss. Okay. Yeah, I would have went. I mean, Georgia Tech was cool, but I probably would have like if I had to like stick stick at DB or just stayed at DB and was in high school and had to do it all over again, I would have went to Ole Miss. I think that's where uh, Chris Williams decided to go at one point, didn't he? He was going to Alabama, then he went to Central Florida. Oh, Central Florida. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, kind of backtracking to high school, I believe it was your senior year. You guys played Norcross in the playoffs, and they had that man himself, <laughs> Alvin Kamara, at running back. <laughs> and I believe he had quite a game that game. Yeah, he had like 180 on this. AK, um, I was knowing AK before we even played him. I didn't even know Norcross was going to be good. See, we played in the junior bowl together. And that's before anybody even knew who Alvin was. Alvin had zero offers. And then after, like, the junior bowl, I'll say, going into our senior year, hit the first game, he had, like, 200 yards on Coquit in the scrimmage game. So it was like, okay, (laughs) 
somebody's starting to notice because he, he balled out in the junior bowl game. So I was like, okay, I'll see you, Alvin. I'll see you doing your thing. They won state that year. Yeah, yep. he won state. Yeah. Little did we know that he had Lorenzo Carter and all them boys on the same team. <laughs> Man, that team was stacked. That team was stacked. With D1 I talent. remember, what was it like? When I was there, we sat by Lorenzo's, uh, by his mom and drunk like that. And Lorenzo was leaning heavy to Florida, and I didn't even know that. That, that was pretty crazy. Man, a lot of guys lean heavy to Florida because you get down there and you fall in love with the, the atmosphere and the culture. Wow. Gainesville is so much better than Athens, in my opinion. Ooh. My opinion, too. As a city, I mean, if you the bar scene in Athens is unmatched, but as a city and as a culture, I think Gainesville is. Gainesville was lit before Georgia was even, like, was getting where they're at now. You feel me? Yeah. Gainesville been on for a long time. And I used to go to the games because I know. See, I used to go to both games, so I really know, like, how the atmosphere is towards the players. Like, if you go to Florida, you used to go to Gainesville, you was going to have a fun time. Oh, yeah. If you go to Athens, you might have an okay time. I don't know. That's great to hear, actually, you know, from a from a former Georgia player. I ain't gonna lie. Hey man, you can't quote me. They call me a traitor. No, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that, that's crazy. I know Jared, uh when Jared came, when Jared decided to go to Florida, I was shocked. I, I didn't even know he hey, was. Hey man, this is a funny Florida. thing. You want I'll let you know. Jared yeah. wanted to go to Georgia. See, Bryce was already going to Georgia. Jared wanted to go to Georgia and I wanted to go to Florida. What? Yeah, Florida didn't Because yeah, you grew up a Florida fan. Nah, I just started becoming a Florida fan in high school. But I grew up a Texas fan. But realistically, Texas wasn't coming to Georgia unless you was a five-star, you know? Yeah. So it was like, all right, cool. I'm going to fall off to Texas. I got to find a team that's around here. So the closest team that was close to home was Florida. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to start paying attention to Florida. And I was like, man, I want to go to Florida. But Florida never gave me an offer. And I was like, well, I feel like I'm better than all their DBs. So... Oh, well, they're going to miss out. I'm going to go to Georgia. And at this time, Jared was going to Auburn. But yeah. Auburn had a terrible year. So all their coaches got fired. And when all their coaches got fired, he had it like he waited to pick a school. And he ended up picking Florida. That's crazy. I think they offered him, I think they offered him during the season, too. Yeah. yeah I seen. Yeah, I think they offered Florida gave him an offer. And you know how most guys, when the team offered them late, during their senior year, most guys really just turn them offers away. They pick the schools that's been in from the beginning, you know? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, for him to go to Florida, it was like a blessing in disguise for both of them because he ended up being a, a baller, probably going to the Gators mm-hmm. Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I said it worked out pretty well. He's going to be a, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame at the good, like, for the Florida Gators, bro. Like, that's nuts. First, first rounder at that, at the University of Florida. He's a first rounder. How many guys can say that? Not too many. Right. There's only 32 of them, and he was one. Yeah, I hope he does well. I hope he balls out this year. Prove a lot of people wrong. A lot of people oh, be yeah. hating. A lot of people be hating. I think if he, I think, I, I think his issue, he gets hurt. You know, I, if he can stay healthy, I think he has a great year. He a soldier, man. He. He been getting hurt since we was in seven and eight, bro. He used to break his leg and break his arms and all that. So, bro, trooper, he'll be all right. <laughs> Trust me. 
<laughs> I got maybe one more question uh, for you real quick. You know, all this, uh, you know, both sides of the ball, you went and experienced SEC ball at its highest level. Have you ever gotten – have you ever kind of considered getting into coaching at all? Not one bit. <laughs> I mean, it really? crossed my mind. But whenever somebody, like, really asked me about, like, doing it, I just – I don't know. I just, like, nah, I'm okay. You know? The first time I've been free from football, man, I mean, what year I stopped playing? I really stopped playing, what, 20 – 2018, 2019 for real. 2019 for real, I really stopped playing football. So it's like I've been doing it since I was seven years old. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you know. And plus, it'll be harder to now try to make it to the league because I should have took college way more serious. I really should have thought about the position I was going to play, all of that, you know, took that in consideration. But you live and you learn. So I mean, all, I can, do is, all I can do is pass the knowledge on. But I don't want to be a coach and have to pass that knowledge on. You know, I don't want a lot of people kids. Not not saying all coaches, a lot of people kids. But if I'm going to give a kid some some something to think about, you know, like some educational facts, I don't want him to look at it and be like, "What does this guy mean?" I want him to look at it as like really dissect it and really take it in. And really think about it because when people usually pass down knowledge, most kids be like, "Man, what is he talking about?" Like, I'm gonna yeah. do it my way. Yeah. And it, but people way, don't. People aren't really receptive to to advice until they think about it five years later. Exactly. When you sit there and you think about the advice you get from people, as many times as Hamp told me you get to the point where it's like, damn, I should listen. (laughs) (laughs) Not saying that's me because I enjoy what I do now. You feel me? Like, I enjoy just living life, just being an ordinary guy because it's hard walking that straight line, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. Staying out the limelight, but you're still a celebrity. Somebody's always watching. You always got to think about that. Whatever you do, somebody's always watching. So you can't get on Twitter I remember when we was in high school. This is before now. Y'all, like, people now, they wild out on Twitter. I remember if you put anything derogatory on Twitter, the NFL looked at that shit and was like, nah. Or college coaches would be like, pull a scholarship because he's talking crazy on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Disrespect was not getting you nowhere. But now you can be disrespectful as much as you want. Somebody disrespect you, you can get on the internet and be like, hey, I don't know who you're talking to, bro. For real, you can check anybody. <laughs> yeah, I feel like nowadays it's more them trying to cater to to egos so that yeah, they don't lose yeah. out I on mean, a player. They cater to a lot of things, man. Nowadays it's crazy. Yeah, I don't necessarily – I mean, I agree to it or I agree with it and I don't really agree with it that pe- uh, I mean, college players, NFL players should be held to a higher standard. But at the end of the day um, – I mean, at the end of the day, you're both human. Like uh, when Marcus Smart was playing for Oklahoma State and that dude in the crowd started yelling at him and then Marcus Smart went and checked him. And then, I don't know, he got suspended for a long time for that. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're held to – I mean, they're held to a higher standard today, but I feel like they get a little bit – they can get away with a lot more. I mean, we see what some of these – I know Jerry specifically knows what I'm talking about. Some of the Florida wide receivers and stuff like that. Let's talk about Twitter and oh, Tony I mean, Cope as well. Just the way they, on social media, the way they carry themselves. I mean, yeah. Now, you said I'm you mean, wish you focused on that. one side of the ball. I mean, there's two sides of that. Not many people get to say they can play both sides. <laughs> And play it well. Playing some track and field, you can do a lot of things. Yeah. Put your kids in track and field, you can do a lot of things. I'm telling you. That's what my pops say, hey, man. Every put time. your kids in track and field if you want them to be the best athlete, determined, and disciplined. Track and field is the way to go because mm-hmm. you have to really, you got to really focus in and dial in. You can't slack. If you slack, you're going to lose. Nobody want to lose in track and field. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you want to be a winner. You got to have what it takes. And I believe if you want to be the athlete you say you are, and every coach will tell you this now, I remember when coaches was like, I don't know. Every coach will tell you now, if your kid is not running track and field, I don't know if they're going to be D1. <laughs> if they're not, they don't have a size. Mm-hmm. You got to stand out. The only way you stand out, you either fast as hell or you're athletic. Track, you got to be both. Yeah. Track, you got to be disciplined. That's a great point, really. You got to be super disciplined. Yeah, I mean, most most of the most successful athletes now in any sport have a track and field, track and field background. Yeah. I mean, that boy, that kid that's at UGA now, what's his name? Oh, I know. He, run, he runs track. He's like the fastest kid in the country right now. I forget his name. Yeah, I forget really? his name. That white kid. Bowling. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, name. Matthew Bowling. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Oh, yeah. I think I read something. And Kirby, you, and when you fast Kirby like offered that, him bro, to play. When you fast like that, bro, you have the, all the confidence in the world that nobody can beat you and nothing. Promise. That's how I used to feel. When I was fast in high school, scoring all them touchdowns, I felt like <laughs> nobody on the field could really mm-hmm. touch me because one of their steps, I done took five. You also played against Kenyon Drake, didn't you? Or was yeah. that after? I played against him. Bro, yeah, it was they Kenyon. My and Evan Ingram. He, um, he had, I think, how many yards can you have? 180? He had three touchdowns on us. But we didn't know how to stop what they were running. They ran screens the whole game. When I tell you, they didn't run nothing else but screens. They screened us the whole game. Screened all the way down the field. To the point, like, ain't nothing we can do. We lost by two points, but there's nothing we could do against them guys. Now, who was the the best team you think you faced? Like, I, I remember you you played uh, Miami Saint Central, Thomas, uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, the best team. So you know what what was the, the best team? team? I say we played or I played. Um, The most athletic is Miami Central, but I wouldn't say they was the best because we beat them, you know. I mean, yeah. who just dominated us from the beginning to the end? Uh, shit. It would have to be, like, 
all the Coca teams because they're the yeah. only team. That's the only team I ever that ever really like. Even the the L's we took on different teams. That's the only team I ever felt like put fear <laughs> in me. Like, damn, how are we gonna win this game? Like, I don't even know how we gonna win. Like, I remember like everybody relying on me. I used to always feel that pressure. Like everybody relying on me right now, and there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Like I used to real deal think that like there's nothing I can do tonight to help the team win. <laughs> y'all, they, like y'all they gotta were. Step, y'all gotta step the game up because anytime we play we play Coke they um they always dialed in on me. My freshman year they didn't dial in on me and I made plays against them on defense and I was rushed pros first year at Coke and they went to the semifinals and we beat them to win state. So it was like he remembered mm. everything I could do. He used to call me and he was like, hey, Dang. we're coming to your side. And he'll come, he'll, he'll run and play to my side, and they went, like, get a, like, the defense call one time, and we was at Coco, and he was like, I'm not coming back the rest of the game. And he never came back the rest of the game. <laughs> like, he would, he would real deal keep it 100 with me. Like, he would tell me if he was going to try me. And I used to be like, all right. <laughs> I like yeah, I pros like all wild, that like bro. coach, like pros, like he one of the guys that I, that can get respect from me as far as a football coach because he knows what he's doing. Now everything else he got going on, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else he got going on. Yeah, I don't man. try to find out. But <laughs> as a coach, you just he gutsy man. He like taking chances. Yeah. Oh, now, sure. from a coaching perspective. It doesn't even have to be one that you ever played for, just one that you had interactions with. Which one do you think had the biggest impact on you as a kid? Jeff Aaron. <laughs> Jeff Aaron? Everybody wanted I can to play for Jeff definitely Aaron, understand man. that. Everybody wanted to play for Jeff Aaron. If you was a kid in Camden County and you did not want to play for Jeff Aaron, something was wrong. He's going yeah. to go down as That's one true. of the greatest high school football coaches of all time. I wouldn't be surprised if he would get some moves. For sure, bro. Because everywhere he went, <laughs> he won state pretty much. Yeah. Same way with Coach Stevens that was underneath Coach Aaron. Coach Stevens went to almost every school in mm-hmm. the Georgia, and every team he went to, he either took him to state or he won state. So it's like, yeah, he has a. It's just crazy how Coach Aaron just was coming through people towns and really changing. Man, this man was taking teams to state, running the wing tee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, Coach Aaron I mean, went to Grayson. Coach Aaron went to Grayson High School and ran the wing tee. I wonder how upset them folks was. Like, wow. I didn't know he switched it to that. <laughs> we got a quarterback that's going to Clemson and we're running the wing tee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I didn't get that. I was like, how is Bryce Ramsey, this five or this four star, five star guy, running a wing hey, tee man, offense? I never complained because if they coming to see Bryce, I was going to put on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's your opportunity just as much as it's his. Hey, I'm putting on the show. I'm talking about I'm scoring touchdowns. Now, that's why I was a little surprised. Um, I mean, did you get a feel of comfortability? I mean, being in the wing tee, I mean, they teach it middle school. So you've been running a wing tee before you went to college for what? Probably seven, eight, nine years. I mean, in rec football. I was taught the basics of learning whatever running back learns, you know, just number count, everything. So it just, when I got to middle school, we started running the wing T. 
I mean, number count wasn't really different, but if we were running the affirmation, I promise, I pretty much, I think if we was running the affirmation at Camden County High School, I could have had Derrick Henry numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, sure. listen, it was like, how you, how score 55 touchdowns in a wing tee? Dang. You know? Now, did and you I don't feel play, more comfortable? And I, and I don't play quarterback. Did you feel more comfortable when you got to Tech with them running? No. <laughs> I didn't like the wing team, honestly, bro. I, I didn't like No it. one did. It, it no just, one did. It was just yeah, it, it was a touchdown because what the coaches tell you is really true. Like, man, you get the ball, you make a cut, and you look for the cutback. And I don't know. I just – every time I got the ball, there was a cutback, and it was open, or I made somebody miss, and now it's a race. And – you either going to catch me or you're not. Nine times out of ten, you're not catching me. I never really got caught. No, I'll say that. I never got caught in high school from behind. Never. If I was gone and you had an angle, I still scored a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Not even just yeah. sound cocky. It's just that I put in the work. And it's just stuff I did as a kid, man, from Sundays like running the overpass and woodbine, just running a bridge up and down this bridge for power, Jesus. for speed, for power, for speed, for power, That's for speed. Good. Bro, I did that so many times as a kid where football was easy, even in my freshman year. I knew that nobody on the field was faster than me. Sophomore year came. I mean, I could have did better my sophomore year, but I had a shoulder injury that happened from practice. So I was really like, I couldn't really do oh, too yeah. much. I was walking around with a STEM machine for weeks, and I just knew. I said, my 11th grade year, I got a snap because 10th grade, nobody know, nobody still know who I am. I have zero offers. <laughs> so when 11th grade came, I snapped. We yeah, you got to have that, that kind year. of confidence, too. Yeah, I mean. we should have won state that year, but I snapped. I just knew, like, yeah. nobody was better than me on the football field because I didn't play more snaps than everybody on the field. So it's just like, it's just like, man, when you work hard, you deserve it, you know? And that's how you're going to treat right. yourself. Mm-hmm. And anything in life, when you work hard, you're going you're gonna to treat yourself right. Now, so. I was going to ask you if you had any advice for any of the up-and-coming guys, but I feel like that right there is a pretty good piece of advice. That, that's I mean, advice. that, who Camden's got right now, Jamie reminds me a lot. I think Jamie's uh I think Jamie will go down as one of the best running back Camden's ever seen. Jamie probably will be the best running back Camden ever seen. Even yeah. B West. Really? I mean Brandon West is really hard to beat, you know? Brandon, Brandon West is yeah, hard Brandon to beat. I mean you can keep going. Camden had a lot of running backs. And just guys we never even seen play before, but you know the old heads always talk about them. So it's guys that have been right. here before us. But Jamie probably will be one of the best, and he's probably the most, I'll say, most talented because I don't know how many guys can play baseball, you know. <laughs> and he and not I only played, not yeah, only played baseball, you know? but he, I mean, over the summer, I read something. He was playing summer baseball. He was batting almost five hundred. Yeah, you feel me? Like he's getting D one offers. He's getting D one offers. Yeah, to play it's just baseball. an athlete, like pure athlete. 
I know Jerry's been working on him. If I, was him I, I, I know he's been working on him. What? What are you talking about? I see it. Yeah. I see it. Hey, man. I want everybody <laughs> to go to Florida, bro. I mean, it, it, it's beautiful. I mean, it's I mean, this is the most limelight I don't Camden know has had since you played yeah. there. Honestly. Once y'all's class left, it was hellacious. It, yeah. Bro, I literally thought I thought Brendan McMaster was gonna be the next guy for us, but like, bro, y'all gave that man the ball over a hundred times in the wing T. I compared stats, bro. I was like, bro, the highest I ever got in the wing T. And Coach Han football system, I think it was like sixty-seven, and I had like nine hundred something yards. No, it was like seventy-one. I take that back. Seventy-one something carries. But I had like 900 yards. And I was looking at the comparing the carries. I was like, boy, if I ever had that many carries, I'd have had 2,000 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at it like, bro, he got the ball like every play. He really did. Yeah, looking back at it. Did. The different thing is, bro, I knew I had different guys that were talented on the team also. So if I got the ball, mm-hmm. and I used to tell them guys, like, hey, man, I know we probably getting three carries or. They might get one carry. I might get three or whatever. We all sharing the ball or whatever. I was like, hey, I don't know what to tell y'all, but two of my carries going for touchdowns. <laughs> like, y'all promise to you. Like, in my mind, I was just like, bro, two of my touchdowns, like two of my carries are going to the house. It might be the kickoff return or an interception, but I needed two touchdowns a game because I knew I was only probably touching the ball three times. Like, unless we were playing Coquit where I'll probably get the ball like 15 times and be dead tired because I never <laughs> for real that's true like yeah that's play, very true carry the ball a lot and still have to play defense and kick off and kick off the turn I never really came off the field unless I broke a long touchdown and I was for one play so it's like dang I'm tired yo like, <laughs> oh my goodness and keep your best players on the field I wanted to tell Coach Aaron during the Norcross game, like, Coach Aaron, like, we keep going back and forth scoring touchdowns. Like, yo, like, take me off of defense so I can play offense and we can win. <laughs> because I am getting smacked yeah. over here at playing Pony, yo. Like, they is killing me. I'm tired. Like, I've never been as tired a day in my life. Like, playing Norcross was probably the hardest game I ever played in my life. Even if, as far even as in college? School, nah, hell nah. College, I'll probably take Tennessee. Boy, I was dead tired of Tennessee. <laughs> oh, I, no, I watched, I I watched that interview. Yo, That's the oh, interview I watched. I was, it was, I was after you like, played Tennessee. You talking about draining, bro. I was so out of shape in that game because I never got back in shape. And I was just in the game, like, drained. But I still had 100 yards on Tennessee. So, I'm like, yo, like, this is crazy. But I was tired, yo. Like, oh my goodness, that was a wild now, game. Them boys came back uh, that game, right? They came yeah, back they that came game, back. right? What? <laughs> they wore them. They wore them great jerseys, bro. They were good on oh, yeah. the top. Oh That's yeah. That's the first bro. time they came out in that shit. Yo, them guys was piped up, yo. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I remember <clears throat> watching that one. Them great uniforms are never good for nobody, bro. Like, Usually not even good for them. Yeah. Now, how did you respond to people calling you undersized? 
I used to look at it as shit. I'm probably better than your best player in mm-hmm. high school. And you get to do college, you think? You get do you college, think? This is if a story when guys are lining yeah. up on defense that are six five, and you like, yeah, that might be the best player on the team right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that guy's a freaking like. You had like guys like Leonard Floyd. You have like Jordan Jenkins, all these guys who are football players, but you put them on a basketball court and they're jumping out the gym, like yeah. dunking with ease. Like you would be like, True. whoa, like, boy, why you jump so high? They play linebacker <laughs> and they're jumping out the gym, like throwing each other alleys and everything. Like, yo, some of the, I say, some of the most athletic guys I ever met went to the University of Georgia. <clears throat> Those guys are athletic, for real, mm. like, freak of nature. Out of the country, neck of the woods, in Georgia, like, you'll be like, <laughs> where, where you come from? <laughs> what oh, field yeah. they build you in? Definitely like, had some guys back then, for sure. Now, do you think you would have gotten more looks, more offers, if you were six foot, six one? If I was six, bro, if I was six Easy. foot, I would have been a five-star number one ranked player. <laughs> Easy, easy. easy. <laughs> Number one athlete in the state of Georgia. I promise to you, because <laughs> I was already, I was already, bro. Because like, I was already like one of yep. the highest name, known names at that time in the state of Georgia. So it was like, if I was six foot, bro, it'd have been easy for me to be a five star or be one of the highest ranked guys in the state of Georgia. You feel me? Yeah. Does that frustrate you at all? Yeah. Being five eight, bro, you'd be like, you, they try to knock you for your size, but if you six foot, you got everything the coach wants. Now he can play you like literally at any position. You can really play both ways being six foot, literally. Now, how did so? How did you respond? I mean, I know you said you thought you were better than their best player, but how did you physically respond knowing, say, at Super Eleven, work harder when? When yeah, exactly. When you know you're five eight, five nine, and the dude that's getting the next carry is six one, six two. Work harder. You always find something that you're better at than most guys. Most guys can't catch. Most guys not fast. You know, you got to find things that you're better at, and then if you're better at that particular thing, then you're going to exceed even further in that expectation that you're already at because you want to be the best at that level. You know, you just want to be the best that you can be. Because if you're better Mm -hmm. at somebody at catching the football, guess what? You're going to go and work out and never drop a football a day in your life because you know you're better than him than that. You're not going to relax. You're not going to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm better than him. Because you know the guy behind you is going to have to work harder if you want to see the field. So, you just... You, know, you really just hone in you like what you got do what you got to do and what would you say your top skill set is if you had one thing if someone came up and asked you what are you the best at on the football field would it be your speed your agility <laughs> your acceleration your catching if you could hone it down to one thing making the play when it really counts Yeah, I can see that. I mean, not everybody's. There's plenty that's of people a, that's that are almost an ex- fast. Like, 
athletic. It's a, it's a bunch of plays. That That's I'm... almost a personality trait rather than a – you can be athletic as all get out, but if you don't have that almost right. Kobe mindset, you know, you can be a savage as an athlete, but if you don't have it mentally, you're just going to – If you can't make the play, then you're not really going to see the field. You got to take chances. And I learned that from Mike Green. Mike Green took a lot of chances playing DB at Camden, you know. He he really didn't care for giving a deep ball because he'll make a play when it really it counted most. And that's how that's why like when we were doing a little ranking thing and guys was like who they had ranked number one in Camden football. I always put myself first because it's a lot of games that guys that came before me that didn't play or would have lasted against Miami Central, you know? It's a lot of games yeah, that Camden that would have not lasted against Miami Central, would have not made that play against Miami Central or made this play against Miami Central or made this play against St. Thomas or Hoover, you know? You had Facebook on fire that day. Yeah. <laughs> Those couple I mean, of days, actually. It's a lot of games that we played, and I played against – bro, I played against a lot of, lot of NFL players that's in the league right now, you know? Like – Personally, know these guys that everybody look at too is be like a celebrity. I'd be like Deshaun Watson. I really know the guy. Alvin Kamara. I really know the guy. Kenyon Drake. I really know these guys. Like all these guys are from Georgia. And when you're like one of the best players, all the best players keep in touch with each other. You know, I wouldn't say keep in touch with each other, but all the players know each other. Yeah, uh, I mean, in your opinion. From an unbiased standpoint, what would you say state in the country puts out the best college athletes? Who puts out the best college athletes? Mm-hmm. Which state? Yep. Man. There's only really about three right answers. And it's only, it's only two states that I can give props to when it comes to football, and that's Florida and Georgia. Florida has more athletes than people really think about. Like, those guys are so damn athletic. Like, it makes no sense. They're faster than any guy you have ever seen. And they're the most athletic guys you will ever see in your life. Georgia, we got athletic guys. And Georgia, Florida, man. Georgia, Florida has the best athletes to ever, like, touch this land. They would say Texas, but Texas is the size of, like, three states. So, that's what that's what I was gonna say. A lot of people say Texas, but a lot of people don't no, take don't, the population into account. You don't really you don't gotta include Texas because if you split Texas up in a three state, Georgia would still be number one. Yeah, if Georgia or Florida was the size of Texas, it wouldn't even be a conversation. Exactly. I think we had a good one today. I think we touched a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff people would be interested in, especially people from Camden and the state and the surrounding areas that have heard from you or heard of you. Oh yeah. In that time, and then all those UGA stands. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of there's a lot of Georgia fans with fond memories of JJ for sure. I do got one more question for you though. Yeah. Who's winning it in the NBA this year? Hmm. Who you got? I know you've been high on Luca. Who you got winning the whole thing? Um, LeBron is a different guy. He's fire. So I, I wouldn't have to say the Lakers, bro. I'm not even going to cap to you. The only reason I say the Lakers because they they know what's at stake and the only reason they're playing during COVID 
is because LeBron wants a ring and doesn't want to miss out on a year. <laughs> nah, that's true facts, bro. Like, he's, bro, want to have a he's ring. He's up he, there. Yeah, he wants a ring because then next year I come, he can get four rings. What do you got now? Like two? He has two. He got rings? three. He has, he has three. three. So if he wins this year, he'll have four. And so if you think about next year, guess what? He'll be at five. So all he is thinking about is that legacy of getting past Jordan at this point, I feel like. He know he has five years and he think he can do it in five years. So Yeah. All right. So you've got the Lakers winning it all against two and in how many games? <laughs> I want to get JJ Green's uh, uh, NBA finals oh, prediction here. I got the Lakers. Boston. <sighs> Man, I I got Lakers in no, no, Toronto no, no, as well. No, no, no. No, no, no. Boss. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My official pick was Lakers in Toronto. So you've got the Lakers beating Boston how many games? How far is Boston taking them? Hey, man. Boston are fine enough to really beat the Lakers while y'all playing. If they play as a team. Oh, yeah. Team chemistry. Anything more. Knowing niggas I play with LeBron, knowing people I play with LeBron, <laughs> you be like, man, I know these cats about to not eat. Yeah, because I've seen J.R. Smith plenty of times. <laughs> All right. Yeah, J.R. does so JJ's pick got the playoffs. So. J.J.'s got the Lakers in Boston in the finals. We're going to come back to this. Six games. As six it should games. be. Six yeah. games. Lakers in six, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up on that note. Uh, JJ, it was good having you on. Uh, we, yes, uh, sir. If we can ever get you back on at any time in the future, maybe when football season rolls back around. That's sure, bro. Yeah, that's no problem. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Thank you all for listening. Yep. Uh, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter, JJ as well. Uh, and we'll see you all in the next one. Don't forget about that giveaway. Yes, sir. Don't forget about that giveaway for sure. All right, y'all. Peace out. All right, fellas. Be safe. Appreciate you, Carl. Take care. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you being on. No problem.